Shout out the Matildas. Shout out Australia. And shout out all our listeners who are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. It is 8.04 a.m. We are having a foggy day here in the Hunter Valley. And we were just having a conversation before coming on air about, you know, the effects of fog and, you know, road conditions. And, and is it wet or not on the road? Can you sleep or not in yeah, the fog? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> or is it just easier to ram into somebody in front of you? Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think accidentally. That's, that's essentially the, the big point is that fog limits visibility. That's and it. visibility is the single most key thing to driving a motor vehicle. If you don't have visibility, <laughs> blind people can't drive cars. If you're blind and you're listening to the show this morning, shout out to you. We, we love you so much. But I think you would also agree that driving a car isn't the best thing for blind people to do. <laughs> and, and, and for, for quite obvious reasons, because visibility is key. But, you know, you're listening to the breakfast show this morning and we are going to get into our next quiz. Mm, how long did Elijah go on the strength of a meal brought to him by an angel? Mm. Elijah, he's an amazing man. There's an incredible story, hey. Mm. But how long did Elijah go on the strength of a meal brought to him by an angel? How many days? It's not what was the meal. Mm. How many days? I love this story too because I think Elijah, he's in a point in life, his life. He's he's very much compromised in a sense. You know, mm. he's he's fallen. He's you know down in the dumps. He's so sad to the point where he wants he's to depressed, die. Yeah. He's depressed. He's he is like really in the most difficult spot in his life. And God sends an angel from heaven and is like, here, eat, drink. You know, it's like, it's like the I'm going to look after you. The, the solution to you know <laughs> uh, 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 being in a state like that is eat some food, drink some water, relax a little, get some rest. <laughs> and um, hey, how long did you rest for? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text if you know the answer to that one we just had andy mathers on talking about all things to do with well Aaliyah health and wellness the program mm, that they're running happy. in their area too in the narara area down on the central coast living more happy and i think particularly something that he brought out of you know the conversation that dr darren morton who we love here on the show and i particularly i i've i have I did his program, the Live More Happy program and the Lift Pro- Project program. Like they're, yep. they're very similar things. And I've probably facilitated them at churches maybe three or four times because they're just so incredible and such a blessing to people. And one of the things that Andy said is talking with Dr. Darren Morton and, and these experts in the field is how far spiritual health goes mm. when it comes to enabling well-being in people and it's definitely something that i can see in my own personal life and i think it's because at the end of the day what you choose to do spiritually informs just about everything else in your life every part of your life doesn't it It, like socially emotionally psychologically physically everything mm. because you just change your mindset on things but not only that you just got a a more positive outlook on 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 life. Yeah. Absolutely, you have a more positive outlook on life, and particularly because you know when it comes to life as people, there are uh, various core functions that we have as human beings that are that needed to be met and satisfied, no matter what background you come from. Like your need for, they mentioned some of them there. You know your vocation, so you need to work and have purpose and drive. Your need to eat. You need to rest. You need to have a social situation and need setting. Need for community. Need for like these different things are ingredients in life that are necessary. You don't you don't have a life. You don't have a functioning human life if you skip out on one of those things. And some of them quite 
clearly, you know, mm. there is a, a saying that my dad used to say. I don't know if I said this on the show while you're around, but it's just one of my favorite sayings ever. He, well, my dad used to say this. I had a coach back in the day, a sports coach who used to say this because I often used to like skip breakfast and skip meals. Not and, good. Don't. And, and yeah. they would say, I Lawson. Hope you don't do that now. <laughs> they said, Lawson, if you don't eat, you don't poo. And if you don't poo, you die. Yes, that's that's true. just the real, you know, in terms of core functions in life. Very true. If you don't eat, you will die. Uh, but, it. you know, not having good social and not having a purpose and a drive also. And it's something that we see here in Australia, particularly with the epidemic of depression mm-hmm. and suicide, when the pressure gets left off mm-hmm. to go into, you know, to have a vocation and to have a purpose and to have meaning um, that people are quite susceptible to mm-hmm. depressive symptoms and to eventually suicide, these kinds of things. But these core functions in our life, when the foundation of those is Christ, it just changes everything. And I can see that in my own life. And Danita, you can see oh, that too. It's 100%. like, I am a Christian. I'm a spiritual person. What does that led me to? Oh, well, in terms of my vocation, like I work in ministry. Mm. I wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't for Christ. They're for people. In terms of my community, I I have the church community, my church family, and then I'm actively engaging with communities outside to try and to bridge those gaps and to bring those people into church community because I believe that they can be so blessed by that. So in terms of how I order community in my life, it's defined by my relationship with Christ, my my spiritual direction. And that comes also because of the fact that we when we're with Christ, we recognize so much. Mm about how we've been created in the image of God mm. and um, God, and we see it back in Genesis, how, mm. how God, you know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, our community. Absolutely. You know? And so for us also, it's we've been created for community, but have, we have been created with needs of a sense of belonging. Absolutely. And so it's an innate thing that every single one of us actually has. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that's why we all crave it in some format. And it's actually interesting. I talked about this at your church, Danuta, at uh, just a couple of weeks ago at you know Hillview Church Huge, uh, yeah. down in Kiribati. I, I just talked about the blessing that church has been to my life, and and how because you've not always been a Christian. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. I told a little bit of a story. And, you know, I won't fully get into it now, but just you know, talking to people who have left church and talking about their misgivings within the church community, or like people who maybe grow up in church but didn't really spend time engaging with the community, and then come to a place where you know they're an adult or whatever it may be, they have some autonomy, and then they just leave. And for me, I'm like, man. And, you, and they leave to go out into the world and to find community in, mm. in the club or in the pub or whatever it may be. And for me, I'm like, you're giving up so much for mm. so little. Mm. Like, I, you, because for me, I've been there. <laughs> I, I know That's, what it's like. You know, yeah. I, I know what those communities are yeah. like. And the church has given me so much. Like, it's been such a blessing to my life in every sense. I've found rest in the church. I found community in the church. I found beautiful. friendship in the church. Yeah. I, I, I found, I, I even found food in the church. I have found everything that I could possibly need in my church community. Now, that being said, there are some pretty toxic churches. And we talked about that yesterday in in my news segment. We talked about, you know, revelation and congregations of worshippers who are given over to, you know, idolatry and we even talked about that this morning you know church bodies who are given over to grandstanding and and serving you know the 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 
the agenda of a particular government mm. entity. But when our churches are rooting, rooted in Christ mm. and when we are standing with Jesus, man, the love that we can find in church and in those communities is, is second to none. Which is why it has to be so Christ-centered. And that's why I love mm. the book of Ephesians, you know, because it really touches on that so yes. well. That, and that's what we're studying. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be Christ-centered because when we are Christ-centered, we want to be like Jesus. But not only that, when we spend time with Jesus, mm-hmm. we take on the character Oof. of Christ. Amen. We take that on. And so when we when we speak of the fact that there's toxic churches or more so that there's just toxic people sometimes within mm. within those churches it's because of the the heartache or brokenness and sometimes people haven't dealt with that but there's a variety sure. of reasons but you know i learned when you know and sometime i'll share my story too but Absolutely. i was i was i was brought up in a christian home but the thing is i had to ask myself as a teenager you know lots of lots of questions and one of the things i had to learn too when i decided to 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 give my heart mm. to the lord and and to 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 attend church was to keep my eyes focused on Jesus, not on people, because mm. people will fail, just like Absolutely. I can fail them, because <laughs> they are sinners and I'm a sinner too. And you know, and we again, we're going to touch on that shortly in our Bible mm. study. But sin, it's not just that we have sins; we it is sin, point blank, exclamation, yeah. exclamation, exclamation mark, yeah. kind of thing. And so we've got to keep that in mind, you know, that we can hurt people too. So other people, broken people hurt us, but yeah. we can hurt others too. We've just got to be mindful that we've got to listen to the promptings wow. of the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit to listen to that voice to say, hey, you know, you did something wrong there. Hey, how about saying sorry? Hey, how about coming to your knees, talking to me about this? Let's get this sorted out. Yeah, I love that. I uh, actually said in my sermon at your church, I said, I think, I'm pretty sure I said something along these lines. Man, if I had to come here for you guys, I wouldn't be here. You know, like, <laughs> like yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure you're great people, yeah. but eventually we're going to fail each other. Eventually there's going to be squabbles or struggles or difficulties. But when we come here for Christ, like when we come here to experience Christ, that's when we can truly be blessed. Mm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 04910. 064669. Danuta, we're looking at the book of Ephesians. We are looking at the book of Ephesians. And of course, last week we started in Ephesians chapter 1, and today we're going to chapter 2. But just an mm. overview in case somebody's new, any of our listeners are new today, just to give an overview that last week when we looked at the book of Ephesians, who's been written by Apostle Paul, mm. um, who was once a persecutor of Christians yeah, wow. and uh, became a, uh, he's got a huge conversion story. Yeah. Acts 9, you know, on the Damascus Road, you can read that and, and go to a Bible or ask somebody of the story as well. But the thing is in Ephesians at, in chapter 1, he actually covers about how salvation is given to, to Christians and the story of the believers. And last week we actually unpacked about how we are, uh, we inherit God when we give our hearts to him, but he, you know, we are his inheritance, which is beautiful. But so now we're going to move into chapter 2, and we actually mm. did touch on it a bit yesterday, but I want us to touch, um, Lawson, maybe you can v- read chapter 2 of Ephesians, verses 1 to 3 first. We're going to just Absolutely. mention what that one, and we're going to unpack that a bit more as well, a bit later mm. as well, but we're going to look at the three key areas within this these first 10 verses. Absolutely. So 1 to 3, the Bible says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, 
among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. I love that. Mm. Just like, just a parenthesis oh, there. It's just like, huge. by grace, you have been saved. You know, uh, Paul's <laughs> writing this. There are flames coming off the pen. And, well, he's probably his publicist is writing this uh, because we yeah. know that Paul had a publicist. And he's public, there's flames coming off the pen, pen. It's just like amazing. He's like, oh, wait, just, 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 just by yeah. grace you have been saved. He's just got to assert this fact, this reality of the situation. Mm. By grace you have been saved and raised up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace by his in, sorry, his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and mm. that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Amen. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. Oh, them. amen. Isn't that a beautiful passage? Mm. And um, it's just so powerful. There's so much to unpack it's there. It's dense. It, it is it, it, dense. It, wow. it is dense, isn't it? And so the first three verses, what we see, what he does is actually contrasts uh, you know, the past sinful life. He actually says, once you, you know, he made you alive, you, you were dead in trespasses and sins. In other mm. words, dead in life. He's saying, you know, uh, that dead in a metaphorical sense. I mean, they were still alive, of course, breathing and things like that, but it's actually dead in sins. And you once walked according to the course of the world. What, what do you think in that space? You know, when we think of the course of the world, it's the things that are worldly things that pull us away. Hey? Mm-hmm. And then he covers even further in verse three as well, the lusts of the flesh, mm-hmm. you know, the pride of life, the things that, that pull us away, the mm. things that we actually get tempted on, yeah. the, th- the, the things that are evil, that are not God's ways. We are talking about morality earlier, uh, things like that. And so what he covers in, these, in the first three verses, he actually contrasts their past life um, with the blessings of God. And then he actually moves on to actually look at a second section that actually mm. brings out the fact of the resurrection and the ascension and, and exaltation of Jesus Christ. And then the third section is celebration. So we're going to unpack that more through the week. Mm. Well, let's unpack those first three verses a little bit more, hey? Yeah, I love what you said about this, you know, that this is sin walking in the course of the world. We, when we were oh. reflecting just in a little, uh, a little bit ago about this amazing program and it's that, you know, our needs that everyone has, you know, community, food, uh, relationships, uh, all of those kinds of things. When I, I, I believe that sin comes and manifests itself in the perversion of seeking those needs oh, to be filled. Yeah. Um, and we can start with, I think the most obvious one to me, the clearest and most obvious one is that of sex. Yes. Like it is, it is that God has given us this thing that is needed. Like mm. sex is needed. We are, are here on the breakfast show and the Bible and Christianity is not anti-sex. It is very pro-sex because God has given us that mm. for, well, the first very important reason we would not exist without it. Yeah, if, yeah. If there's, but here, here's the thing that yeah. in the biblical sense, God created it to be between man and woman exactly. in a marriage exactly. in a beautiful exactly. sense. Exactly. And, it, and so that's why you're saying it's a perverted thing. And so, yep. so many think that that's going to be something that 
that they'll actually gain a sense of belonging, mm. a, a sense of a loving relationship. And how many times does that fail for people? Absolutely. Because it's not done in the right context of yep. what God has designed that to be. And that's simply, we can see physiologically that, you know, the, the amount of dopamine that comes from, you know, engaging in those activities, it's, it's, it, it's, it's similar to like the reason sex addictions exist is because the, the way that sex affects the brain is very similar to the way that hard drugs affects the brain. You know, when someone mm-hmm. gets the dopamine hit that someone gets from, from cocaine or, or one of these is, is very similar to sex. And now that is not actually a problem. If you're doing that, like mm. in a context in which you are married yeah. and, and it's like, wow, I can have an experience with my partner that makes me so overwhelmingly happy mm. and brings me so close to them. It is so joyous. And because yes, you have the, the procreation side, uh, but then also the, the, it, it is a, a, it's something that is experienced in marriage as, as, you know, that is physiologically bonds us together. Yeah. It's, it has been given to us by God. And as you said, in the wrong context, in a context where that need is perverted by sin, mm. it leads to such pain, such, such pain, anguish. Well, first and foremost, I think, you know, situations in which it is done more casually and the amount of hurt that comes from that and then the potential risks that come from that. And we talk about the abortion conversation and, mm. and whatnot. Um, but then in context where it then becomes more violent yes. and, and it becomes toxic. And and your heart breaks in those situations, and you, and you just see the worst of humanity come out as a result of the well lust. Um, we mm. we are yeah we all have this human built in need for for you know sex and for companionship, and as a result of the perversion of those mm. things, it has brought such great pain and it is and this is what and we bro- call the way of the world that the way of the world and and you know the pain is so many spaces because the broken relationships mm. and then the hurt of going to into another relationship thinking that that's going to mm. you know to to work and be okay you know again and then and then some people just keep going on that same roller coaster all yeah. the time but we can talk about indulgence like oh. in terms of food and eating we can talk about you know communities and whatnot i think that the law particularly the ten commandments the moral law really touches over all that things all all of those things that have these needs that have been perverted by sin and this way of the world because we live in a world and we live in a context in which you know we are we can be rewarded for engaging in perverted you know ways of you know um meeting those needs uh, and by and by perverted i mean you know also like the idea of say like stealing or exploiting mm-hmm. people and and the gain that that can lead to and and whatnot we have we've seen that our world is in this space where we're rewarded for doing these things and all of those things come because of pain and yes. because of the brokenness that people have do you want to go to galatians let's let's go to galatians chapter 5 verse sure. 19 to 21 because it actually brings out those works of the flesh that you You've, uh, that we've touched on a little bit, and it actually brings out more of them. But they all, like you said, like you said, I love what you said there, Lawson. They all intermingle with one another. Mm-hmm. One affects another area, and affects another area, and affects another area. And so, um, yeah, would you like to read Galatians five, oh, verse mate. nineteen to twenty-one? I'm here. I love this passage. <laughs> now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, 
selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the past time, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Boom. Oof. Isn't that? Yeah. <laughs> it's wow. like, that's like a real hit in the face, isn't mm. it? And again, Galatians is written by Paul. So, I mean, he writes it so clearly because he's had the, the old way of life before Christ, you know, mm. and now he's got this new way of life. Mm. And he's saying, hey, he's saying, hey, look, you know, that, that with, with this new way of life, it is different with Christ. It doesn't mean you're not going to sin. There are sins, but hey, you've got to deal with it differently. Keep coming to Christ. Yeah, I love and that. he will give you the power of victory. He mm. will give you the power to overcome. He will help, he will give you that power in every space that you need in your thoughts, in your actions, in your words. And I, I, and I love that. So. I love what you've said there, that you can deal with it differently. Completely. It will inevitably be there. Mm. It will inevitably be there. But God has called you to something different. The way of the world, let it continue. The way of the world, it will actually benefit you. Yeah. But the way of Christ, hey, let's do something about it. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And Danuta, can you get for us the next quiz? Which minor prophet hailing from Alquash and wrote and wrote about the end of the Assyrian Empire? Oh, nice. Okay. I, I love the minor prophets. I love, okay. Oh, I was going to talk about my favorite minor prophets, but then I'm like, I might give it away. But hey, can you read that for us one more time? Yeah. Which minor prophet was hailing from Alquash and wrote about the end of the Assyrian Empire? If you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. And you're going to the draw to win the amazing book that we are giving out totally for free, Food as Medicine. Okay, I'm going to take a turn. I'm going to pick this book up and I am going to flick it open. Let's it's see. It's heavy, isn't it? It is huge. Yeah, it's like the equivalent of about three recipe books put together. This is incredible. Szechuan. This is, okay, this is cool. Let me read the whole, Sichuan um, style eggplant and wood ear. The correct, actually the correct pronunciation that would be Sichuan. And I know that because so I have a bunch of friends who are from this area in China, Sichuan. Wow. And in Sichuan, they use this like special kind of chili that is it is so good, and I'm wondering if this advises you to put Sichuan chili in it, but it is like the best thing ever. But this looks amazing. Sichuan, I love eggplant. Do you like eggplant? I love eggplant. It's and you so know what? Good. The Greeks just do it so well. Yep. And in Barbara fact, in fact um, Sue's got a lot of Mediterranean recipes in there. She's got some really good eggplant recipes, but yeah, masaka and stuff like, you know, with eggplant and things. It's just beautiful. I've just found one. It's called tofu treasure chests and you hollow out tofu and put stuff in it. That is genius. <laughs> you want that this is book, genius. don't you? I, Get into the drawer I'm for not it. allowed to enter, but if I could, I would. Hey, 0491 <laughs> You want to read that clue for us one more time? Yeah, which minor prophet was hanging from Alkosh and wrote about the end of the Assyrian Empire? Now, we've been talking about the way of the world, mm. and it's been quite interesting. I've got a verse to read for you, Danuta. Now, this is a passage coming from 2 Timothy 3, and it, my mind immediately went there. When we're reading from Galatians, it went there. This verse is actually like highlighted all funny oh, in my wow, Bible. It is, it's something hey. that I read through, and I found particularly interesting, because the first time I read it, I was like, 
wow, like the Bible really knows our times. I'm like, did, mm-hmm. I'm like how does it know? Like, how well, does hold it- on. We know the Bible times now because yeah. the, the Bible definitely knows its the times. The Bible knows what's up. Yeah. But the Bible says this in 2 Timothy 3. It says, but know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, mm-hmm. lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, God, having a form of godlessness, sorry, having a form of godliness, but denying its power and and from such people turn away. Now that one there, it's like, hey, mm. perilous times are coming. It's talking about the end times. It's like, this is mm-hmm. what the world will look like. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, this is absolutely what the world will look like. But then it gets into this next section in verse six. It says, for of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various loves always learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. <laughs> and I was like, this is like, yeah. I'm like, this is every bad Christian marriage I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even joking. I'm not even joking. Like, I, and, and this is a really unfortunate thing that mm. I have observed in my time of being Christian is sometimes, unfortunately, men playing as Christian and pray, playing as spiritual and godly mm-hmm. rather than being so. And then, uh, you know, I had a story one time. I met a lady and and it was in a public place and started a conversation, older woman, and she told me this story. She was like, yeah, so I grew up in the church and, and all these different things. And, and I, I, I met my now husband there and we dated for three years. Mm-hmm. And he was coming to church, this you know, doing in, involved in their local church ministry, all these things. And the day we got married... Like our honeymoon the next day, we're talking and, and, you know, and, and I, he didn't pray for the meal. And she was like, right. oh, and then eventually that she was a, she was going to church on the weekend. Mm-hmm. She said, hey, it's, you know, it's, it's church day. Let's go to church. And he said, oh, I don't want to go to church anymore. Wow. After three years wow. of courting, of them spending time right. together, dating, I was, he was making out. She was, she got played. Making out that he was a Christian. Yeah, she got absolutely played. I felt really bad yeah, for her. Weird. I felt terrible. There is, you know, in this passage, it says that on the flip side, there is a little bit, it says, you know, talking about gullible women and, and maybe there is some more depth and there's some more searching that you should do when it comes to those courting relationships mm. to find, to really be able to determine whether this person is the one. Mm. But I was like, when I read this, I was yeah. like, this, I've seen this happen before yeah. my very eyes. Isn't uh, it? And that's really sad when that happens because sometimes mm. people who who don't have a walk with the Lord, you know, mm. who haven't experienced Christ in their lives see that and they think, well, if that's Christianity too, I don't want it. Mm. But again, we come back to the fact that people are broken. Exactly. People are broken and it's really that all of us need a true conversion, a true converted heart. That's right. It's, you know, because if you've got the head knowledge, that's not enough. And mm. so th- this passage that you've brought out really really matches really well. So this one's from, from 2 Timothy 3, yeah. 1 to 7 that you actually bought. But it brings out the fact that it, the times will be terrible times in the last days. And that's when we're living in those last days. And mm. the thing is that our hum, as human beings, we are 
um, we've got that predisposition, as we said, to sin, and therefore we actually stand on the threat of God's judgment at the end of time, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. under his wrath, mm-hmm. under his wrath, under his anger with that. Because the thing is that really Christ, but here's the, here's the beautiful thing. Christ died for all so that we don't mm-hmm. have to be under that. Absolutely. And, and as we said earlier, just before our break, that, uh, just before the song, I should say, the, the thing is that, when we come to Christ, when we give our heart to Christ, we can overcome those things. And that's mm. why when we come back to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, and we cover the fact, you know, those lusts of the flesh, we need to end off because our time is running short, but <laughs> so fast, yeah. you know, that and where it says in verse 3, the lusts of the, uh, among also, whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh. So it's saying we once conducted ourselves in that, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and we're by nature children of wrath, just as just as the, as the others. But I think we need to finish here on the positive note that we'll touch on more tomorrow, and we're going to mm. unpack that next bit even more. Here's the blessings that come. Verse 4. Do you want to read verse 4, yeah. four and 5 as and 6 especially? Because mm. we'll unpack that more tomorrow. But we want to finish off on this positive note. Oh, this so one. good. But God, who is rich in mercy... Because of his great love with she loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive mm. together with Christ. Hallelujah. And I, I love this so point is so much. You know, it, it, it really like one to three getting the hearts of the the disobedience, the delusion that mm-hmm. we are under, that sin is somehow benefiting us mm-hmm. when it is absolutely not. not like true. it is only hurting us. And and that's like I like I love this too, because it's we can see so clearly that it's hurting us, we can see so clearly that it's wrong, yet we still do it because we are deluded. Like we are mm-hmm. addicted to it. We every Everything can now be part of our na- human nature. Exactly, mm-hmm. but this is like, hey, Christ came to do something greater. He came to make us make alive. us alive, and of course, we see that as a reality of the end time, the redemption yep. of the saints. You know, the second coming, yes. the resurrection. It's like, amen. But it's also something that Christ is wanting to work in you today. Mm-hmm. That you know, that that yeah, you don't can wait for change. tomorrow. Yeah, today is the the day of salvation. We touched on that yesterday. You can. Begin to have an experience, follow Christ. And no, it's not because of your power. It's not because of your willpower. It's not because of cold showers, even though I recommend cold showers. It's fantastic <laughs> for you. Um, it is ultimately because of your submission to Christ. Mm-hmm. He can wrought that work in you, which changes you. And that is incredible. That is something that we all have to look forward to and experience. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we've come to the time where we're just giving out all the answers this morning. If you can get that for us, Danuta. Okay, our first one is, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto blank to everyone that believeth to the Jew Mm. first and also to the Greek. And the word there is salvation. Mm. We had some text that through, so you've done really well with that. In fact, we've had heaps coming through today. Mate, we had correct answers all over the board. Get the next one for us. Yeah, the Gospels in the New Testament report about Jesus telling a large number of parables to emphasize points he made to his listeners. However, in every parable, all the people mentioned are anonymous with the exception of one person. What is the name of the only person who has a name in the parable by Jesus? Was it A, Gamaliel, B, Simon, C, Lazarus, or D, Levi? And the answer is 
Lazarus. Lazarus. We had yeah. heaps of responses for yeah, that one. Abs- I think it was the most popular one, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I'm wondering, you know, why? I'm, I'm, why did he give a name? I guess at some point, you know, because I think it's Lazarus was a beggar. Well, I know Lazarus was a beggar. But maybe maybe that's an occupation that he didn't want to carry. Because usually he's like, oh, there's a priest and there's vineyard workers and there's these guys. And maybe he didn't want to just, you know, call his person. So he, he humanized them, called them Lazarus, yeah. gave them gave them a name. Oh, that's it. That's it. Our next one is, I'm one of the four horsemen. I ride a pale horse. Who am I? And the answer to that one is... Death. Death. Yes. The, Death. One of the four horsemen of the apocalypse there of the book of Revelation, the horse of death. You know, well, the, the, the rider of death who rides on a pale horse. That's right. All right. Awesome. The next question we've got here. Our next one is, how long did Elijah go on the strength of a meal brought to him by an angel? And the answer is 40 days. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. But it, it could have been some pretty heavenly food. Like, like it, it could have been, you know, really filled him up and sustained him, you know, for, for a long while. But good effort nonetheless from Elijah. And beautiful story as well. Like being supported by God in his darkest time. What does that support look like? You know, it doesn't look like deriding. It doesn't look like, you know, it doesn't look like a, even a pep talk. Even though that came with it eventually. It looked mm. like here... Here's some food. Well, that's right. And the, and the, the beautiful thing here is that also that hit the story of Elijah here, this one here in the 40 days of him being mm. fed, um, you know, there's a, there's a correlation in some ways with Jesus in the wilderness. Now, Jesus, you know, was being tempted, but he he wasn't fed at the time, but he was actually in the in the wilderness for 40 days. Mm. And it's interesting, like lately when I've been looking in the Bible, you know, there's certain numbers that just keep coming up over sure. and over. And I just want to... One day I'm going to preach on that one too. Awesome. Okay, our last one is which minor prophet was hailing from, hailing from Alquash and wrote about the end of the Assyrian Empire? And the answer is Nahum. Yes, Nahum. Nahum. You know, I, I love the minor prophets. Like we have our major prophets, you know, Isaiah, mm. uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel, and all of them have very valuable things to say. And I think all of them give a little, well, big overviews of, particularly when we look at, you know, uh, Isaiah and Jeremiah, they give overviews of what's going to come in the future. And then we see Daniel, he's very much the the apocalyptic prophet. But these minor prophets, you know, mm. Habakkuk as well. Like Habakkuk is like, oh, the Chaldeans are coming and, and you know, you've got to watch out for those guys. Da, da, da. We've got Nahum here. He's, he's like, oh, the Assyrians who are oppressing northern Israel, eventually mm. uh, they will be destroyed, these kinds of things. But, yeah, really interesting and fantastic. Good job if you got the answers to all those questions too. Got a text message coming in from Braid, and this was relating to, we brought up in the Bible study that passage from Second Timothy, mm-hmm. you know, having a form of godly but denying the power thereof and, you know, the effects of that in a relationship, in a marriage. Mm. Braden wrote in, he said, having dated a godly woman for seven years and married for 10, just to watch her give the faith away was very sad to see, though I will keep praying for her always. Mm. And thank you so much, Braden, for for texting that in and being vulnerable with us, but also Mm. having that Christ-like spirit of seeing someone wander from the faith and I think, and particularly, you know, in a, in a marriage context where mm. things can things can get quite, um, I I don't know if this is the right word, but maybe toxic. You know, it's a lot, a lot of feelings, a lot of emotions can be very, very difficult to to mm. deal with that. Um, I keep praying but, for it. That's yeah, the beautiful thing you're doing. Yeah, that that's you keep praying powerful. and and lifting her up in prayer to God. And now it. it's in God's hands it to is. to work on her heart and to change her and to bring her bring her to a place where she is following Him again. Danuta. 
Yo. Have a fantastic day today, man. Yeah, you Live your too. best life. I'm, I'm looking forward to going. I'm going to a Bible study after this. Nice. It's going to be really awesome. But hey, guys, remember to talk faith, to live faith, to act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.